Hey, real quick, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming conference that you might be interested in attending. It's the Joy in the Home Marriage and Family Conference featuring Todd as the guest speaker. It takes place Saturday, September 17th at Foothills Community Church in Marble Hill, Georgia. Hey, that's my church. The conference will start at 5.30 p.m. with dinner provided just prior to the conference at 4.30 p.m. by Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I told him to do that just to get up Todd's nose. So if you live in the North Georgia area or you just want to make the drive, make your plans now to attend on Saturday, September the 17th by going to foothillscommunitychurch.org to get all of the details and your tickets. We can't wait to see you. And now, our British friend. Wretched Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. God knows how to repay you. I started giving on that level so that God would owe me. Whatever you do right now, don't you stop tithing. Harvest responds only to seed, not to prayer. I have the biggest house of any preacher in America. You know why? Faith insists on possessing possessions. This is not about material wealth. This is about God in his providence orchestrating all of history in order to bring about that which we need more than anything else, and that is to be rescued from God. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Literalist alert. Literalist alert. Wow, try to say that three times. Literalist alert. This is Wretched Radio. It's Witness Wednesday here at Georgia Tech. Walking along the sidewalk, the kids, they like to put their messages in chalk. Why? Because advertising works, and it's free when you do it like that. Here's the thing that I'm really intrigued by. There are crosses. One, two, three, four, five rows of crosses. And they've all got names on them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. So ninety crosses. Hey? Huh? That's pretty good math. Did I get my abacus figured out real? Good thing I brought it today. Eighty crosses with names on them. Here in the middle of the town center where the construction is going fast and furious. I want to find out what this is all about and why. Yeah, I I don't recognize any of the names on here. Hey, young man, are you with this right here? What is this all about? It's right here. um, Basically, abortion awareness. Uh, We're trying to just talk about how abortion affects people. There's 90 abortions in Georgia every day. And then on the back side of the flyer, give some hotlines. Uh, basically for people in these you know, crisis situations for a voice to talk and to find resources because a lot of these situations are really tough to bear and we hope that we can convince women and you know, uh, hopefully the couple to keep their child. Alright, so why are you motivated to do this? Why do you care? I guess it's because I think I've lost half of my generation from abortion here in the U.S. Okay, why does that bother you? Um, It bothers me because there's many different impacts. There's social, economical impacts to that. We have, I mean, beyond just an economical sense of it, it's just a social justice that I think needs more attention. If I could prove to you that socially and economically it's better to abort babies, would you then be for abortion? No. So I guess I would have, I have an underlying ethical issue with abortion. What is that underlying ethic? That it's a destroying of a human person. Ah, so that's it. Yes. You're you're killing somebody. Yeah. All right, why do you care? Because I think killing is wrong. Why? 
because I think it's a code that's ingrained in all of us that killing is wrong. How did it get ingrained there? Yeah, I would say that has to do with, in my personal opinion, view, natural law. We have all, I guess it also comes from a religious side point. How about yourself? I'm not interviewing me, I'm interviewing you. Okay, what about, (laughs) where are you from? You're doing fine, I'm from Wretched Radio. Okay. Alright, so what is your religion that's informing this? I am a Catholic, so that's probably a big impetus to why I'm here. Okay, so you're Roman Catholic, and what from Roman Catholicism teaches you that abortion is bad? I guess it comes down from the Ten Commandments, so any Judeo-Christian religion. Murder is bad. Yeah, exactly. And to the person who says, don't impose your values on me, what do you say? Don't impose your values on me as well. Like, that argument sort of seems both ways in the sense of law is basically an agreement between people to, to an understanding of our views. And here, unfortunately, we've allowed, for example, in Roe v. Wade to make it abortion legal. But a lot of people, I would argue, are against it. And unfortunately, it's going to take a while for the law to change, but I think we can make it change to what we view as the correct sense of the law in terms of abortion. All right. So the reason that you're being out here as a Roman Catholic, does this do anything for you? I guess it's not really as a Roman Catholic, just as a member of a pro-life organization. But what, what, to the foundation, to the core, what's motivating you to be out here? Do you get paid money? Do you no. earn your rewards in heaven? No. Do, what is it that... that is the reason for you burning up calories out here? I mean, so, I guess it's something to pass the time. It's something we can... It's the interpersonal interactions we have with one another. It's what makes life worthwhile. All right. And um, I think I want to give these unborn ch- people a chance at that as well. All right. So the motivation is... It makes you feel good. I guess... If you want to put it that simple. All right. Yeah. All right, young man. Thanks for the chat. Yeah. Appreciate what's, it. What's your name? It's called Wretched Radio. My name is Todd. Okay. All right. Have Thank you very much for the chat. Well, they're doing a good work, aren't they? But it's just not apparently motivated by the gospel. Okay. But the response should be, oh, I'm out here because God is... God has saved me, he spared my life, he's given me life, and he's purchased for me eternal life. And now, he's given me such a passion for the oppressed, I want to go out there and try to help them in response to his kindness. Okay, I know it's a lot, but that shouldn't be crazy for us. That should not be nuts. That shouldn't be so far-fetched. And maybe you're thinking, well, that's that you're you're looking for theological precision that's unnecessary. Well, my question is, is it unnecessary? There's, there's, we do virtually everything for a reason. We do it most likely to please ourselves. In most cases, we get up and get a cup of water because we're thirsty and we want to quench our thirst. So we're doing it for ourselves. When we do something kind to somebody, we should ask ourselves the question, what is motivating this? And if what is motivating this is how it makes me feel or what I earn from God, then we are wrongly motivated. There's motives at the core of everything. 
and our core motivation should be in response to the gospel. And that should be so permeated in our Christian DNA that it just comes flying out. Oh, why am I doing this? The gospel. There was an, I just read an article, I want to say by, I was going to say Kevin DeYoung, but I don't think it was Kevin DeYoung. Uh, it was Eric the Irish Calvinist. That was it, Eric the Irish Calvinist. <laughs> it's quite a combo. Eric the Irish Calvinist. <laughs> I, who was talking about his dinner table at home. I think he's got five kids. And the question was, why do we have dinner together? What, what is the point of having dinner? What are we doing at the dinner table? And perhaps your brain right away runs to 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whether you eat, whether you drink, whatsoever you do, do it all unto the glory of God. So then the question is, how do you have a meal to the glory of God? You do it by appreciating the food, actually enjoying the food, thanking him for the food, talking about the food, and most important, talking about the provider of the food, the maker of the food, the giver of the food, and enjoying him in your conversation. And then you are eating and drinking under the glory of God. Why? Because it is in response to the gift. The giver of the gift should be the focus. And that should be the way it is in life. Now, okay, I know in this, this era, that's pretty radical. But it shouldn't be. Why did I get out of bed this morning? Well, my immediate response is, well, I had to get to work. No. No, 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 no. It, 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 it immediately should be, today is another day that God has given me. I will rejoice. I will be glad in it. I will serve him. I will glorify him. Why? In response to him. That should... That should be constantly consuming us, constantly overwhelming us. The more we even... So there, then as we're, as we're tripping through our day and we find ourselves sinning, we're more inclined to go, wait a second, the gospel, what am I thinking? How could I do this evil thing and sin against my God who has been so kind to me? And then all of a sudden, you sound more like Psalm 51 when you sin as opposed to just being completely oblivious to it. And what does it cause you to do? It reminds you of grace and forgiveness, which causes you to love him more, which causes you then to die to yourself more so that he can dwell in you more, and then you will behave more like his son, and he will be glorified. Why? Because of the gospel. And so this young man, a Roman Catholic, I, I, I as with most kids, but I, especially with a Roman Catholic, I wouldn't expect him to say, because of forgiveness, I'm here because of forgiveness of sins. I wouldn't expect that. But we should. Is it easy to do that? Nope. And if you find yourself throughout the day going, oh, I wasn't motivated by forgiveness of sins, join the club. That's right. We don't think that way. But we should. But we should be thinking that way. And the more we spend time focusing on our failure and our depravity and the forgiveness that has already been granted to us, it will actually cause us not to sin more, that grace might more abound, but to love him more so that we can glorify him more in response to the gospel. So this kid kind of did a theology fail. I think the moral of the story is we should try to be making sure that we aren't a theology fail and that we reorient our thinking not just to be tripping through the day, not just to be 
doing what we do because that's what we do and that's what's on the schedule and we got to get things done today. But in response to the gospel, when we come back, we'll try to share that gospel with somebody here at George Tech on Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. How's inflation been treating you if costs for health insurance are skyrocketing in your home? Would you please visit MediShare.com slash Wretched. Affordable Biblical Health Sharing. Christians paying for other Christians' medical bills, which means you don't have to worry where the money is going for mm, bad stuff. Second of all, you can save on average $500 per month. And finally, MediShare, it's the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. It works, and the members, including myself and Mrs. Friel, love it, which is why their customer satisfaction rate is double traditional health insurance. If inflation has got you down, call up the people at MediShare, 844-34-BIBLE or MediShare.com slash wretched. Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. So what do you get when you mix a group of Gen Z college students and a group of biblical experts together with 2,000-year-old questions? Well, of course, you get Road Trip to Truth. John Fabares has hit the road on a quest to find answers to life's biggest questions like environmentalism, social Darwinism, the deadly impact of pornography, and the dangers of agnosticism. Those are just a few of the topics covered in Season 2 of Road Trip to Truth, which is available now at roadtriptotruth.org. Season 1 is also available along with study guides for each season and a homeschool curriculum. Road Trip to Truth helps your children better understand questions from the world from a biblical perspective and it will help you learn how to witness more effectively to this generation. So grab your copy of Season 1 and 2 of Road Trip to Truth at roadtriptotruth.org. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. 200, that's right, 200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel, they're getting saved, their parents are getting saved, the church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local churches that became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes. Providing food, providing clothing, potable water, a safe place, communication. Would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called Tomorrow Clubs? You can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in Eastern Europe at Tomorrow Clubs wretched Know your church fathers. Hippolytus was perhaps the most important theologian of the 3rd century. He wrote a 10-volume book called Refutation of All Heresies, which catalogued and criticized hundreds of pagan philosophies, Gnostic teachings, and Christian heresies. 
Hippolytus was exiled and died a martyr under the Roman Empire. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Getting some exercise, dude. What's your name? Lewis. Lewis, thanks for joining me on the radio. Yeah, no We're going to walk up the hill, so I'm going to yeah, get a little winded, way. all right? Okay, that's and fine. So have a little, little grace. Oh, it's actually going a little slower. That'd be nice. Okay, cool. yeah, we can, we can, We can go fast down the hill. Okay, cool. But up the hill, we'll go a little slower. And tell me, what are you studying here, Georgia? Uh, aerospace engineering? You want to fly? Uh, yeah, or build things that fly. I'm not sure yet which. Really? really? Yeah. It's just all pretty cool, so uh, I thought aerospace cool. was the right thing to do, right? Okay, this is this is a mystery to me. Bernoulli's Law. Bernoulli's Law. Well, see, I'm just a freshman, so... Um, so you got to know Bernoulli's Law. Well, it's something about, like, the pressure of fluids or something, and, like, rho, one plus one half. So... Here's a question for you. Kind of a philosophical, maybe a religious question. Okay. Bernoulli's law or any other law of physics, uh-huh. are those laws put in place and written? Or is that simply the way that we discover how things randomly happen? Uh, I think it's the way we discover thing, how things randomly happen. Um, so nobody wrote the laws and we're discovering them. So it's just like, this is a question of, did someone, like, let's say a god, put those laws in place? Yeah. Either way, I mean, we're discovering them. I mean, we didn't make them, that's for sure. So they were created either by some higher being or they were just created by uh, some scientific explanation like the Big Bang Theory. What do you think? I would say uh, that it's actually all science-based. Oh, God. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean I don't believe in God. That just means I feel like there's evidence enough to support, you know, all sorts of things. Hold on, I'm going to do a scientific experiment with you. All right, Lewis, right? Yes. Are you Italian? Uh, Spanish, or half Spanish. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. I'm reading this sign. Okay. Old Civil Engineering Building. Yes. You know those letters, how they got there? Someone wrote them. Were you here to witness that person writing those letters? No, I was not. Are you sure somebody wrote those letters and put them there? That's a, that's a good argument. I yeah. see where you're going with that. Because if I tried to convince you it just happened over millions of years, you'd go, no way, dude. Because uh-huh. it happens to not only make sense, it but does. it's standing outside of the building that happens to be the old civil engineering building. Right. So one would look at that and say, boing, huh? it's designed by somebody. We just have this automatic response. We see something designed and we go, well, clearly somebody put it there, just like somebody made the old civil engineering building. Uh-huh. Would that be a fair argument for saying, okay, I didn't uh-huh. see God make the place, but look at that tree here in front of the engineering building and look at that hand, the way that those phalanges work. It all works so well. Somebody made this. Uh-huh. Would that be fair? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, that argument makes sense, but for some reason, I just, I wouldn't accept that argument. I mean, why not? Uh, just because, I mean, I just know that a person built this. I mean, I know it wasn't placed there. And it's just that knowledge, I guess, contradicts that, I suppose. Wait a second. Hold on. You know for sure that somebody designed it. But well, if I came along and said to you, no, 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 I've got scientific proof. There was a stack of bricks that blew up and it became that building. Do you think that putting dynamite underneath a pile of bricks and blowing it off with just power going every place would ever make that building? I think you'd have to have several different explosions because they would all go apart. You know, all the bricks would go apart. I don't think they'd randomly do that. Have you ever seen an explosion? Uh, No, but I mean, I'm pretty sure parts in a movie. Um, Can I ask you a question? You may, yeah. Um, So why did you come to a a, a tech campus to ask these questions? I mean, these seem more like a philosophical... Religious, really. Right, yeah. Yeah. Because we like this subject. You like this subject. And yeah. so you'll ask it anywhere. Not oh, yeah. particularly at a tech school. Any place. Anywhere. Okay. Huh. Yeah. We also, we happen to be a Christian radio show, too. Okay. So we like to talk to, we love talking about this subject, actually. Okay. Well, so I guess my views kind of differ from those of your radio station. No, I'm not going to beat you up. Okay. I don't think I could anyway. 
Well, I mean, I'm kind of smart. I think I'm <laughs> yeah, cute. Well, look at me, though. I yeah. been, one of us would win the Spindley Award. <laughs> okay, so you're not a Christian, right? Um, well, I'm not sure about that, actually. Um, I'm kind of in a phase of my life where I'm not sure what I am. Did you um, grow up in the church? Uh, no, but uh, during high school, uh, I went with a friend to church occasionally, and uh, it was a non-denominational group, mm-hmm. and uh, I actually liked it, and it was kind of interesting, and then... Um, at some point, I just decided I actually didn't like it. So now I'm in a point in my life where I don't know what I think. Tell me, what is the gospel, Lewis? Do you know what it is? Uh, isn't that the New Testament? Good for you. Yeah, that's right. It uh-huh. is. Sorry. Uh, the, okay. the gospel specifically, the good news. Like, what's the, the uh, good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Um, I believe it's that uh, we're all saved if uh, we love each other and love, you know, God. That's fullest. warm. That's pretty close. Okay. Okay. Saved from what? Uh, eternal damnation and hell. Why would God eternally damn a guy like you and me? I mean, he could be disgusted at the way we acted, but uh, I mean, I, if if let's say you acted totally normally and as a nice guy, but you didn't follow God, I still believe he would put you in damnation. And I'm actually not sure about that. Are you familiar with the Ten Commandments? Uh, yes, I couldn't uh, name all of them. They're basically God's laws, right. the rules that he has. Mm-hmm. For instance, thou shalt not lie, bear right. false witness. How many times in your young life do you think you've done that? I'm not saying that I've done it a lot, but I know I couldn't count them. How many things do you think you've stolen in your life? Uh, I actually don't think I've stolen a whole lot. Maybe downloading music or just taking something from your parents or a brother or sister. It doesn't have to be an expensive thing because it's not so much about the object. It's about the the act of doing it. Yeah. Okay. So you're asking me to think of an example? No. Just just ask yourself the question. Okay. A little bit more invasive into your brain. Okay. You're a guy lusting what's uh-huh. going your thought life the purity of your thought life uh-huh. have you ever had thoughts that well if mom and dad knew about them like it would be awkward well right? i mean yeah i mean like right. you said i'm a guy and i think uh most guys right. fall into that category it's called lust uh-huh. and jesus said that lust is the same as adultery of the heart because you don't have to commit the act you just think about it because right. god's looking into your brain as well as how we act that actually makes a whole lot of sense that it's not like whether or not you do the action, it's whether or not you want to do the action. So and a real purity issue is what yeah. it's about. Because even if you, for instance, you're driving down the road, you think somebody's a moron because they're a terrible driver. God says it's like murder in the heart because you've just had those angry feelings towards somebody because the standard is extremely high. Mm-hmm. So you die, Lewis. Okay. Your books get opened up. God knows everything that you've ever done and all the stuff that you failed to do. Mm-hmm. Would you be... Innocent or guilty before that God? Uh, I would say I'd probably be guilty, yeah. to be totally honest. For sure. Yeah. So if you're a guilty guy, uh-huh. and God's holy and perfect and righteous and just, what should he do with Lewis? Send him to heaven or send him to hell? I mean, I guess the correct answer there is uh, hell. But, I mean, this is where my question comes up. If I've never, ever done anything in a purely malevolent sense, if I at least try to do the right thing, I don't understand necessarily why that is. Do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, I understand. The question isn't, how do I see it? The question is, how does God see it? That's uh-huh. really the big thing, because the criminal can say, well, this is how I see it, judge. But the judge says, right. it doesn't matter. That's this how is how I see, see it. Okay. And things like lusting, for instance. Okay, we tend to say guys will be guys, but we could stop it. We don't have to. We don't right. have to lie. Uh-huh. We don't have to get angry at somebody. But we do. So we are basically living our lives the way that we want to in rebellion. Okay. So... God should give you hell for what you've earned. Yes, according, I mean, according to your... That's right, the I Ten mean, Commandments in the Bible, right. Right, but I mean, that again goes back to the whole philosophical question about what is 
what's true. Right. I agree. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't believe me. That's for sure. Well, I mean, I just, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that, but I'm no, just no, saying. No, it's okay. I'm not offended. I mean, I'm just saying that, uh, I mean, it's all in a point of view, too. I mean, according to your point of view, well, I'm, I'm in but trouble. It do, but it does make sense, though, doesn't it? Uh, there's something that says, you know, I kind of know God exists, and I know that I've done bad things, and if there's any justice, and I think there is, I've got a bad feeling about dying. I think that's why we're scared to die. Okay, Lewis. Yes. I asked you before what the gospel is. Yes. Okay, now, I'll ask you again. Yes. Let's say the Bible is right. Not me. The Bible okay. is right. Okay. God judges you. Uh-huh. He should send you to hell. Right. What is the gospel? The gospel would be saving, saving myself from that. Being no, saved from that. No, no, no. Here's the problem. You can't save yourself. It's too late. You're the guilty criminal. Oh. Uh, I guess it'd be like mercy. Is that... Yeah. Like his mercy towards me? Specifically, his mercy and his kindness. Here's here's the tension we got, Lewis. Okay. God's holy and he's just. And he's got to punish guys like you okay. because you've done bad. And he can't just go, well, boys will be boys. I'm going to let them go. He's got to get you. Okay. But he's loving and he's kind. He's uh-huh. just rich in mercy. But uh-huh. he can't just let you go. He's got to punish you. But he loves you and he doesn't want you to go to hell. Right. So his plan to save you was to send his son whose name is Jesus Christ Jesus Christ to take the punishment you deserve 2,000 years ago God poured out his wrath on his son on your behalf uh-huh. it's like your badness was put on the innocent man okay and he took the punishment for you so uh-huh. that his goodness his perfect life and suffering could be credited to your account so that you can be seen as perfect before God because of what Jesus did on your behalf. Mm-hmm. That's the goodness of the gospel. You're right. a guilty criminal, and Jesus paid your fine for you so that you can be reconciled to your God. That's the good news of the gospel. That, that's Guilty that criminals being forgiven. But you have got to respond to that good news. You can't just walk away now and go, oh, okay, good. I'm clear and good to go. Because you're not. The Bible says you've got to repent, uh-huh. which means agree with God. Right. You exist. I have sinned against you. I've been selfish. I've lived for myself. I've been the king of my own world. And I've sinned against you in countless ways. And I'm sorry. And you turn from your sins. You don't just magically become perfect. But you just have a new attitude toward the stuff you used to love. And you put your trust in Jesus who died for you. The Bible says when you repent and trust the Savior, he'll completely forgive your sins. He'll adopt you as his child. And he'll grant you everlasting life because of what Jesus did on your behalf. That's the gospel. That sounds pretty good. Now, you're a young man. Uh-huh. You've got to figure out if it's true or not. Right. Well, I mean, that's really the biggest question. Because, it I sure mean, is. I mean, once you know it's true, then it'd be silly not to do it. But it's really a question of figuring out in your life, you know, what exactly is true. And, uh, you know, I agree. All right, we stop. We're going to keep walking. I'm okay. taking a break. We're walking. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hanks. And we start today's newscast with a psychologist from Boston Children's Hospital. So most of the patients that we have in the GEMS clinic actually know their gender, usually around the age of puberty. But a good portion of children do know as early as seemingly from the womb. And they will usually express their gender identity as very young children, some as soon as they can talk. They might say phrases such as, I'm a girl, or I'm a boy, or I'm going to be. Seemingly from the womb? You know, some days I can really laugh this stuff off, but there are times where I just can't take it anymore. This transgender craze is nothing but an all-out attack on God. And most of the supporters would disagree with me, but when you advocate for someone changing genders, you're clearly saying God somehow made a mistake, and you have to fix it. 
evil, evil, evil stuff. Well, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis had this to say earlier in the week in regard to Florida's education system. But what I've said is that the state of Florida is the state uh, is the place where woke goes to die. We're not going to let this state descend into some type of woke dumpster fire. And if only more states would follow his lead. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is throwing more taxpayer money into the garbage, but more taxpayer money into transgender care. This time, Trudeau has formed a deal with unions to add up to $75,000 in coverage for gender-affirming care, a.k.a. permanent body mutilation. And I'm not Canadian, but I'm pretty sure Canadian taxpayers are not too stoked about that. The World Boxing Council, the WBC, has announced that they have a bit of common sense. Just a bit, though. In an announcement this week, the WBC said that while they firmly and unequivocally support transgender rights and while they will continue to champion the protection of those rights, they also cannot allow men to compete against women because boxing is a combat sport and men are stronger than women and it's not fair. Okay, so that's not their exact quote, but it's pretty close. They're not going to allow men, biological men, to box women. And we should all be thankful. In eastern Uganda, Muslim extremists recently attacked and cut off the hand of a 42-year-old father who left Islam to become a Christian earlier this year. The man was ambushed after leaving an open-air preaching event with his wife and six children. And this is just the latest in the instances of Christian persecution in Uganda, which continue to rise this year. And ironically, it's a country whose laws provide for religious freedom, but that apparently does not seem to matter to some. And as we tell you frequently here at Wretched, please make sure that you continue to pray for all of our brothers and sisters abroad. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Important dates in Christian history. 1517. Martin Luther posts his 95 Theses, a simple invitation for scholarly debate that inadvertently becomes a hinge of history. Luther's challenge to the sale of indulgences sparked the Reformation and changed the face of the world. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Hey, young man. Speedy, slow down a second. Yikes. Dude. How, what do you, what do you speed walk for a living? <laughs> hey, can I talk to you on the radio while you're walking? Sure. All right, how old are you? Uh, 19. What are you studying here at Georgia Tech? Uh, biomedical engineering. And what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, I don't know, probably a doctor. Have you studied the human body much since you've been here? Um, not really, more animals than humans. Believe. Okay, animal bodies. Do you think that we evolved or were we created? Definitely evolved. Even though they're really intricately designed, you don't buy that argument? No, I think we're definitely involved because everything, it had to start from somewhere. Have you ever heard the argument of irreducible complexity? No, but I'm glad to listen to it. All right, here's, I'll use, I'll use your eye as an example. Okay. Okay. Your eye right behind it has, I think it's a hundred million nerve sensitive nerves, nerves right behind it. So mm -hmm. everything works and it gets connected to your brain. Yeah. It's got that little optic lens. It's got the little flapper, the yeah. tear duct that shoots things up and you got a windshield wiper that goes up and down. Now, if any one of those parts weren't there... At the same time, the whole thing would go kafritz. If you reduce any one of the elements, it doesn't okay. have a reason to be there. It can't work, and it would go away. Yeah. It's the argument of irreducible complexity. Your eye is amazing. Yeah. Wouldn't you have to confess, wow, 
It sure seems like it was designed by somebody. I see what you're saying. But then also, like, couldn't it have been designed from something earlier where it didn't need all the complex parts? And then eventually, to fit our needs, it needed all the complex parts. What do you think the purpose of your eye was before it actually saw things for you? Uh, a lot of other animals going to sleep using to, like, see. They use, like, And it's not an eye. Exactly. <laughs> right. But that's the purpose of it. Do you know how complex the DNA code is inside of the human body? I'm pretty aware of how complex it is. Yeah, I, I heard something like if you took the, 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 what is it, how many, what, 23 um, letters in your DNA and you stretched, you typed out all the information mm-hmm. and you put it in a book, you could fill the Library of Congress like 25 times. Yeah, yeah. You go to the moon back and forth with yeah. it like nine times. Mm-hmm. Amazing information in exactly the right order. Anything out of order, it goes kafritz. Mm-hmm. Now, what are the odds of that happening just by time and chance? It's it's developed. Like that's the thing. Like as genetic information, when when there is a mistake, it comes out as a mistake. So that's like the thing that makes it so complex is like through inheriting something, it changes. Now I want to reason with you on a really simple level. Okay. All right. I want you to be childlike just for a moment. All right. I'm guessing you got a book in your backpack, right? Uh, not a textbook. Not a textbook. No. Imagine a textbook for a moment. Okay. All right. If I gave you that bad boy and said, Hey, guess what? This book actually just came together over the course of millions of years, uh-huh. all the letters in exactly the right order. And look at that. You can learn about how to become a doctor inside of it. Uh-huh. What are the odds? What would you say? That's just, it's remarkable. But or it's impossible. Now That's true. Yeah. It could be impossible. And but. we just automatically look at something. For instance, that building. Uh-huh. Do you know who made that building? First, uh, obviously. A lot of people made Obviously, right? Yeah. Because it's obvious. Somebody designed it. Somebody put the effort in. And, and I don't even need to know the guy. I just know somebody did yeah. it because there it is, mm-hmm. right? Obviously. Now, your body is more complex than that building. Uh-huh. Isn't it obvious that you were made? That's a good, that's a good argument. What's your first name? Uh, Ricky. Ricky, nice to meet you. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. How's about that? You aren't a random assembling of parts that evolved by oh, climbing out of some goo. You were actually made and designed by God himself. See, that? that's... A little bit hard to believe, though. How come? Because a random, like, assembly parts, it's not random. See, that's that's what the whole argument is. As much as they think it's random, the fact that it developed makes it a lot more different than random. Yeah, but it's it's time and chance that we would use to describe that, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Do you know what time is? It's nothing. It just marks how yeah. long something takes to happen. Mm-hmm. But it has no power. There's not a kingdom someplace where time is sitting on the throne. Yes. Telling things what to do. That's very true. And what is chance? It's nothing. It's just the statistical probability mm-hmm. that something may or may not happen. It doesn't cause something to happen. Yeah. It just describes what may or may not have happened. Mm-hmm. So nothing plus nothing equals nothing. Let me ask you a philosophical question. Let's say that God made you. Uh-huh. That changes life, doesn't it? Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you believe in God? I'm skeptical about my beliefs. Okay. So let's say if God made you. You put you together, designed, you uh-huh. made everything work, has provided everything for you, air, parents, food, education, good mm-hmm. times. The God who made you, wow, suddenly you start to think, that's a profound thought because maybe that God has rights to me, right? I mean, you could, yeah. Yeah, so, so this is a big profound question. Oh, it is, definitely. Because if God exists and he has rights to you, mm-hmm. do you think that you've been behaving in a way that has been pleasing to the God who owns you. See, that's another thing of ownership. How can someone be owned, though? Easy. Whose backpack is that? 
Well, the backpack's not living. Okay, but what's the what's the difference between life and non-life? Owner, well, ownership can happen. That's true. If it's rightful ownership. Well, that's yes, right? that's true. Yeah. But but the difference is something living has free thought. Therefore, it's, you can't really control or own something that has free thought. So technically, why? Why not? Well, I mean, you can you can manipulate it, but overall, that's your it. control is just. It's just... Those are just for the negative laws, oh, yeah. the negative rules. Yeah. Okay, for instance, mm-hmm. all right? Let's say it's true that God exists, okay. all right? Yeah. Now, just got to... No, you got to be convinced. It. Let's say it. And he's got rights. Uh-huh. How old are you? 19, did you yeah. say? Yeah. So, for 19 years, you've been living your life, mm-hmm. yeah. and God has rights to you. Okay. So... The two go together just fine. Then, you just haven't but been... But then what would those rights be? Obeying. Well, see, the, see, you, you live, you get to make you decisions, also, you're walking You can also say you're... you're your rights of obeying would just be to live virtuous and moralistically, which would be one way to do it. So, in which case, I would be, in a sense, serving correctly. Right. Now, do you live under the laws of the state? Yeah. Well, yeah. we all kind of have to. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. they have power over you. Yes. Right. But you don't feel like you're not autonomous. That's true. Same thing with God. But that's because you also can break the laws. State. And you can break the laws too. You can break the commandments. That's true. Right? I'm guessing you have, right? I mean, I'm sure everyone has. Okay, so if God is true, He has rights to you, and His laws are the Ten Commandments, uh-huh. and you've broken them, so these two harmonize just fine. Yeah. You still have the ability to break the laws, even That's though He has true. rights. It just means that you're a bad, you're a bad person for not obeying the Creator. Okay. Yes. So you're a bad citizen. But then, isn't that kind of human nature? I think it disobey? is. Well. Yeah, that, that that's a big philosophical question. That mm-hmm. are we basically good or basically bad? I mean, we're a combination of both, but it's also everyone's interpretation of good or bad. Someone else is good, maybe someone's bad. Did you hear that story about that woman who raped the eight-year-old girl and then brutally murdered her as a friend of her daughter's? No. Do you think she's a good person? I mean, obviously not. Yeah, she's terrible. Yeah. Right. Who gets to decide if we're good or bad? Do the well, criminals get to decide, decide whether you get or, or the law, mm-hmm. or the judge? Well, yes. Okay. That's, but the, the, all the law and judge come from society, society's views as a whole. Okay. And so really, it comes from the people, all right. not just one judge. Okay. So if if God is the creator uh-huh. and he's got laws uh-huh. and you are supposed to be obeying them, he would have the right to do with you whatever he wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think God would do with you if he judged you today? How do you think he'd stand? Would he see you as a good person? I think so. All right. How many lies have you told in your life? I, Ricky, right? That's a, yes. That's, yeah. uh, that's a question I have no idea how to answer. All right. More than one? I mean, how many lies have you told in your life? More than one? Oh. See? Yeah. Yeah. So Tons. everyone's told lies. But all right. It's also tally, the tally up the, the dollar amount of all of the things that you've stolen in your life. <laughs> stolen. As a hmm. kid. Yeah. Siblings, parents, store, downloading music. Yeah. All that stuff. Well, but downloading music is different from getting music from a friend, right? Well, whatever but, it is, whatever well, it is that's still, violating guess, yeah, the copyright yeah, well, laws. Okay. Right. Then it'd probably be almost limitless because everyone, like, right. there's probably 10,000 songs on my computer and Yikes. I have not paid for a single one. Wow, so, so 10,000 times. people's hard drives. Okay, so 10,000 so, yeah. times you've stolen something. Okay. So if, you see, if you see it as that, yes. Right. But then... But if it is. But then also, yeah, free thought is kind of free in people's music and stuff. Okay. It's their thought spreading to us, so technically, it's, it's their job. It, in a way, sense, is free. 
So. Do you think the artists want you taking their music without paying for it? I mean, of course not. They want to okay. make money. Okay. But they also want to spread their right, ideas. This one you're not going to wiggle out from underneath this one. You ready for this one? This is a little okay. dicier, right? Yeah. On the campus today, walking around, uh -huh. how many times have you looked at a woman mm -hmm. and had sexual thoughts? I mean, of course. Today, I'll say, say probably seven. How many times, Ricky, have you used God's name in vain? I'm sure I used a lot more when I was younger than I have now. Fair but I don't but know. time doesn't forgive. That, that's very right? true. But so here's the summary. Right? Okay. I'm the lawyer. Uh -huh. I'm not the judge. I'm the okay. lawyer. Ricky is a lying, thieving, blasphemous, uh -huh. adulterate heart. Yep. Judge, is he innocent or guilty? What will the judge say? Well, obviously guilty. But What should but, God do with you, Ricky? Heaven or hell? I, I would say then you'd go to hell. So right. that would be obviously, I mean, then everyone would, in a sense, go don't to hell. Don't disagree with your dog. So. That's what everybody deserves. Exactly. That's exactly. what we deserve. Mm -hmm. So you deserve hell. Well, see, then I deserve hell. Right. Okay. But Yikes. I think that. I mean, that's a that's a drastic statement. Yes, it is. I mean, yes. But then if you think that everyone deserves hell, then where's the good? I can tell you where the good is. But I want you to do, how far do you have to walk? Where are you going? I'm just going to the building across the street. Right here. Do you have a class right now? No. Okay, cool. This is what I want to do. You've got a homework assignment for three minutes. You can do this. Okay. So after talking to here, uh -huh. you're supposed to think about okay. if you died, you'd go to hell for forever. Okay. What that would be like. Okay. Right? I'm going to turn around, talk into this deal, and you're standing here just for a moment okay. thinking about Ricky being in a lake of fire for forever because he's a lawbreaker. <laughs> okay. Right? Right. You ponder that? Yeah, I'm, I'm turning I'm around. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> homework time. It's Witness Wednesday on Wretched Radio. Hey, isn't this... Groovy. Dozens of crisis pregnancy centers have been vandalized or set on fire because of the Roe v. Wade decision. A preborn center in Buffalo was firebombed. A preborn clinic in Gresham, Oregon was hit with an incendiary device. A preborn clinic in Miami vandalized and they're receiving bomb threats. In other words, the battle for life is becoming a battle for life. And yet, the preborn centers continue to open. Support organizations like Preborn and like your local pregnancy clinic that are unwaveringly and without fear opening again today, offering free and loving Christ-centered alternatives to these young women. Be part of the solution. Please join the literal battle for life preborn.org slash wretched preborn.org slash wretched okay so i've got a question for you when was the last time you stuck something in the mail that actually made it to its destination on time has it been a while we feel your pain because at the wretched store we've also been having trouble promising delivery dates for your purchases and we don't like that at all which is why our annual digital sale couldn't have come at a better time this friday through sunday you'll find the digital download and stream of select resources in the wretched store marked 50 percent off and that's a win-win-win. How so? Simple. Number one, half-off regular price. That's a win for you. Number two, immediate delivery and no waiting on the postal service. Another win for you. And number three, you're happy because you've saved money and didn't have to wait. That's a win for us. See, a win-win-win for everyone all the way around. So don't miss this opportunity that only comes around once a year. Our annual digital sale, Friday through Sunday only at the Wretched Store at Wretched.org.
Like the Pointer Sisters, I am so excited and I just can't hide it. The Masters Academy International is embarking on a bold new program to distribute Bibles internationally. There are oh so many wretched people who love to give to ministries who are giving out Bibles. And the Masters Academy International is going to start doing just that in the Philippines. But they don't want to give out just any Bible to just anybody. They're going to give away John MacArthur Study Bibles to Christians who cannot afford them in a local Bible teaching church. Can you imagine the impact? How much do you love your MacArthur Study Bible? For $25, you could put a Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines. I'll do the math. It's not tricky. Four Bibles, $100. Maybe you could commit to giving a Bible a month to a believer in the Philippines. Please visit wretched.org slash Bible, wretched.org slash Bible to join the Masters Academy International. Attributes of God The Bible tells us of God's faithfulness. Since God is truth, He has no desire to break His promises. Since He is omnipotent, nothing can cause Him to break promises. Since His promises are based on His eternal plan, God will always keep them. Scripture called God a rock, a fortress, and a bulwark, never failing because He is faithful. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. The homework assignment has been accomplished. This is Wretched Radio. It's Witness Wednesday. We're at Georgia Tech with Ricky. You're supposed to be thinking about you, young man, mm-hmm. going to hell yes. for forever. Yes. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think if it's forever for an eternity, I mean, what choice do you have and how would you live with that? I mean, horrible you'd, thought. You'd be stuck. I used to be really scared of that idea. See, then you're kind of living in fear. See, well, yeah, but fear isn't fear. necessarily bad, Ricky. But fear to that extent can be bad. It perhaps could be. Because fear to that extent can drive people. And it could. I mean, if there's no hope. There's also a good way it can drive people, and there's a bad way it can drive people right. as everything. Yeah. Well, so, perhaps, but just because somebody responds poorly to it doesn't mean that fear is a bad thing. I mean, you don't go running out in the street for fear of being hit by a car, right? No. Okay. Now, you're 19 years old. Yes. All right. So, as a man, would you be willing to admit the thought of going to hell actually scares me? Yes, but you, seeing then. as I'm not as religious as you may think. I mean, has, you're not. You're not, trying to figure yeah, it out. So Got I'm it. Trying to figure it out. I don't. I don't know if hell necessarily exists. I mean, I mean, my honest belief is, the more good you do, the more you're helping. So technically, if you do bad, karma means if you do good, it somewhat makes up for it. Yeah. So well, I don't know. So, who the, I don't know who the karma accountant is who keeps track of all of these things. <laughs> but when it comes to justice, pure justice. Okay. The criminal who says to the judge, but judge, I've done some good things, is actually now guilty of another crime. It's called okay. bribery or blackmail. Uh-huh. Because doing a kind thing for somebody doesn't eliminate the terrible crime okay, you committed. that's very true. Did you ever go to church as a kid? Uh, yeah. What did they teach you about hell? Anything? Um, I usually only went uh, once a year on Christmas. What Talks. is Christmas? Christmas is the uh, birth of Jesus. There you go. What is Easter? Easter, see? Did you ever uh, go on that day? Easter is Easter Sunday. I'm I'm trying to think if my family ever did Sunday. I don't, not not yearly. Okay. So maybe when I was younger. Did you ever hear the term Good Friday? Yes. What is Good Friday? Do you know? Nope. See? Here's what Good Friday is, right? And this will maybe make that bad news suddenly sound amazingly good. You know who Jesus is? Huh? Do you know who Jesus Christ is? Not personally. Uh, do you know 
of, of him? theologically yes, of him. Yes. Yeah. Who who is he supposed to be? He's supposed to be God's son. That's right. God himself. Mm-hmm. Not like God had a baby. His name was but Jesus. But then wouldn't we all be considered it according to the belief? Then wouldn't we all be in a sense Jesus? Because then we'd all be created by God. Therefore, God's nope. children. Good question. But there's a distinction. Okay. God created you. Jesus isn't created. He always existed. It father okay. and son simply describes but, the relationship that they have. God didn't have a baby. It's the father, then, the son, and the then, Holy Spirit. Okay. Yes. But who created Jesus then? Nobody. See, then that doesn't make sense. Then technically there's two gods uh, in that sense. Very good question. Okay. There's actually, you would, might be inclined to say there's there's three. Okay. Father, Son, and Holy okay, Spirit. Yes. It's called the Trinity. Mm-hmm. They're three distinct persons, but only one God. I know that's going to make your, your okay, ADD no, no, no. brain explode. <laughs> and it, it makes mine too. Okay. But that's the way God, the Bible presents God. Uh-huh. He is a Father, a Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Here's the plan. The father is a just judge. Okay. He must uphold justice. He must punish lawbreakers like Ricky. Okay. Everybody's going to have their day in court. Yeah. And when he finds them all guilty, he's going to give them exactly what they deserve. So he's going to send them according to that. That's what he should. That's what he should do. Okay. Right. But he's also kind and he's merciful. He'd like to save these people, but he's got to be just. Okay. So here was the plan. I will send my son, Jesus, to come to this earth take on a human form mm-hmm. to live a perfect life, the life that you couldn't live. Okay. Taking the punishment that you deserve. He was beaten by men. Mm-hmm. Remember the crown of thorns yes. thing? Beaten on the head, beard pulled out of his face, mm-hmm. hung on a cross yes. or he suffocated for air. The Bible says this was God pouring out his wrath on his own son on your behalf so that justice could be satisfied. Jesus Christ kindly took the punishment that you deserve so that you can be forgiven by God. Mm-hmm. So that he can be just and merciful all at the same time. So that's the good news. Yes. That's called the gospel. Mm-hmm. But there's a catch, if you will. Okay. Forgiveness is available for you, Ricky. Uh-huh. But you've got to do something in response to the good news. You can't just walk away and go, fascinating, I'm good to go. doesn't work that way. we got to get his forgiveness. we got to get his goodness credited to your account. <laughs> do you know how that works? Um, Bible oh. uses a word. The R word. Repent. Okay. The word repent means I got to start up by agreeing with God. I'm a lawbreaker. I've right. sinned against God countless times, and I'm sorry. And you turn from your sins. You don't become perfect on the spot, but you okay. have a new attitude about sins. You mm-hmm. don't take them lightly at all. You hate them. Okay. And you put your trust in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. not because you're afraid of hell. Okay. You should be afraid of hell, but uh-huh. that's not why you should turn to him. You should turn to him because he was so kind to save you from hell. Okay. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. He's a good God. He's a kind God. And you should flee to him because he cared enough to send his only son to die for you. That's okay. the goodness of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Here's the million-dollar question. Go for it. Is it true? See? That's the million-dollar question. Yep. And the fact that science in modern day leans a lot towards evolution. I know. Therefore, that counters that entire that entire part. Of religion, I agree. See, I actually agree with that's, you. That's that's a thought that that's one thing that always ca- has always caught me, and I know that's why that's another that was one reason I'm very skeptical mm-hmm. and very unsure. You know, all I would ask you to do because you got a lot to think about yeah. now. Remember that word "obviously" that you used? Yeah. Obviously, somebody made mm-hmm. that building. It's so obvious. You can look at the universe uh-huh. and you can even understand God's attributes. But then, why, if it's so obvious, then how come everything, all the science, which basically the world today? is run on technology more than anything. I mean, everyone can see it, okay. and it's rising up. Nope. So how come all modern technology, talking about history, 
has led to the belief of evolution. So yeah. wouldn't it lead to something I, I, else? I'd, something actually, I'd, I'd actually argue with that statement. Okay. There's all kinds of flaws with the evolutionary yes. idea. For instance, how does nothing become something okay. and become an organized everything? You've got an origins issue to deal with. Well, that's You've very got true. a design issue to deal with. That's true. And even more than but that, Ricky. time, see, it's been, the time has been almost seen as infinite when you think about it because okay. over time, random things can happen. I'm going to do an experiment. All right. Here's, here's my keys. Okay. I'm going to drop them on, I'm going to drop them on the ground. Uh, no, uh, huh? I mean, that's a, like, that's like, that's like an old man suburb no, car. No, it's not a Chrysler Pacifica. It's my no. mom's keys. All right. Here you go. I'm dropping, I'm okay. dropping my keys. Yeah. All right. Look at that. Uh-huh. I'm going to try it again. All right. I'm doing it the second time. Mm-hmm. Now here's what I'm gunning for. I'm gunning for this thing to land and to have it stand up on this key. Okay. All right. Now it didn't happen twice. Uh-huh. Do the odds increase every time I do it that at some point it's going to stand up on edge like this? No. The, the answer odds, is no. The odds, no. the odds are the same every time. Right. It's like one is about a bazillion, yes. trillion, quadrillion, zillion, but million, The odds do not increase, but the fact that you're doing more trials means, mean anything. means the odds don't increase for each trial, but the possibility and the realization that it could happen increases with more trials. No. It doesn't eliminate anything. It's still even if even if we had a million people on this campus mm-hmm. doing, doing it a million times, yeah. the odds don't change. Every single time, it's one in a bazillion, trillion, no, yeah, 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 yeah. million. That's very Every true. Every single time. Look at the the grass and you and that guy and the dogs and the cats and that's the what chickens. makes it so remarkable. It's sure or impossible. We've also recreated this. Like they've had experiments done where they've recreated the atmosphere. Mm, they've take, done things take, like yeah, that. I know which experiment you're referring to, and I'll think of the name in just a moment. Uh, the I mean, uh, yeah, Yuri, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's it, Yuri, yep. Yuri Geller. No, that's the, the uh, psychic, the guy. No, it's uh, <laughs> Yuri Geller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. U-R-E-Y. And, and look it up and see how flawed that experiment was. Oh, and yeah, besides I've... that, you still had the tubes. Yeah. You still had somebody manipulating the stuff. You, well, you definitely okay. did. It's only a recreation, so you don't, you can't say it's for sure. The fact that they created something more complex okay. from something simple. Okay, but they did. But they, but they didn't. But they did. Well. Even if that experiment were right, which I don't think okay. it is. Okay. okay, and even I think the guy who worked on it, whose name is escaping me, I think even said the way we did this was really okay. flawed and faulty. Okay. They still took two things that already exist to put them together to make something else. Okay. They still are right. utilizing They're the stuff that elements. exists. Right. Nothing becoming something and blowing up and becoming an okay. organized everything. All right, dude, I gotta leave you with this thought. Okay. okay. I suggest to you you are right when you said obviously. Uh-huh. You're made by God. Mm-hmm. He owns you. You've been living in rebellion. Mm-hmm. He has rights to you. And he will punish you. Okay. But he's good. Okay. And he died to save you. Mm-hmm. And you must repent and put your trust in him and then he'll forgive you and grant you everlasting life. Okay. So now I'm pleading with your conscience, not your intellect, with your conscience. Think yes. about your conscience. That yes. little thing that makes you go, oh, yeah, 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 people yeah. knew what I was like. God knows those things. Mm-hmm. But he died to save you anyway. Yes. It's the good news of the gospel. So I'm going to leave you with asking the last question. Go what must it. you do to be saved? I used two words. What were uh, they? Repent. Oh, boy. And... Uh, Trust in Jesus. Okay. I was going to say belief, but yes, faith. Same thing. Belief, faith, trust. Same deal. All right. Young man, thank you very much for the chat. Appreciate it. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you. Wretched Radio. All right. See you, dude. Actually, we're uh, we're thinking about changing the name of the program. We want to add a W to radio, so it's Wretched Radio is what we're thinking. (laughs) Truth is, that was a suggestion from my buddy, Pastor Smarty Pants, R.W. Glenn. What did we just hear from that young man? We've got to be ready to answer their questions. Now, let's remember, answering questions about science or philosophy does not save a human being. The gospel does. But we do need to be ready to give a hope 
a reason for the hope with the, you know what I'm trying to say here. Where's, where's Jack Fenton when you need him? We want to make sure that we are preaching the law and the gospel. And then when they ask questions about how did we get here and what about evolution and what about the Yuri Miller, Keller Miller experiment, we can tell them it is flawed and it is wrong. We've got to be equipped. We've got to be ready to give an answer. But we also want to make sure that we are staying focused on the gospel because that is the good news that will lead to salvation. Please make sure you stay on target. And until tomorrow, go serve your king.